President Obama vowed earlier this week to make good on his so far unfulfilled promise made during the 2008 presidential race to close the Guantanamo Bay detention camp in Cuba. Detainees have been imprisoned at Guantanamo since 2002. The facility currently holds 166 detainees, despite more than half having been cleared for release. Controversy over the Guantanamo Bay detention camp has intensified as more than one hundred inmates are refusing food and four senior UN human rights experts and the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights have called for an end to the indefinite detention of Guantanamo's inmates and for their prosecution, transfer or immediate release. Currently, 23 detainees are being force-fed at least twice a day, guards in riot gear, tie each detainee to a chair or a bed and medical personnel force a tube up his nose and down his throat and pump a dietary supplement into his stomach. To keep up with demand, an additional 40 medical personnel just arrived at the base to help deal with the crisis. UN experts condemn the force feeding of hunger striking inmates. There are some who are saying this is torture and the UN declaration also condemned the policy of indefinite detention as a flagrant violation of international human rights law. 86 of the prisoners were cleared for transfer three years ago, yet still remain incarcerated. And Guantanamo Bay is also the most expensive prison on earth, costing taxpayers $800,000 per inmate per year for the total of more than $130 million per year in detention of the 166 current uh, prisoners. Um, We are just going to go now to a clip from Politico hearing what the president has to say about Guantanamo, and then we'll hear from our panelists, Tom Hayden, Jackie Goldberg, Dr. Gerald Horn. Of course, this is your host, Margaret Prescott. Let's go to that clip right now. It is not a surprise to me that we've got problems in Guantanamo, which is why when I was campaigning in 2007 and 2008, uh, and when I was elected uh, in 2008, I said we need to close Guantanamo. I continue to believe that we've got to close Guantanamo. Uh, I think, well, uh, you know, I, I think it is critical for us to understand that Guantanamo is not necessary to keep America safe. It is expensive. It is inefficient. It hurts us in terms of our international standing. It lessens cooperation with our allies on counterterrorism efforts. It is a recruitment tool for extremists. It needs to be closed. Now, uh, Congress uh, determined that they would not let us close it. Uh, And despite the fact that there are a number of the folks uh, who are currently in Guantanamo who the courts have said uh, could be returned uh, to their country of origin or uh, potentially a third country, Um, I'm going to go back at this. Uh, I've asked my team to review everything that's currently being done in Guantanamo, everything that we can do administratively, and I'm going to re-engage with Congress uh, to try to make the case that this is not uh, something that's in the best interest of the American people. I don't want these individuals to die. Uh, Obviously, the Pentagon uh, is is trying to manage the situation as best as they can. Uh, But I think all of us should reflect on why exactly are we doing this? 
why are we doing this? And, and, and I understand that in the immediate aftermath of 9-11 with the traumas that had taken place, why for a lot of Americans the notion was somehow that uh, you know, we had to create a special facility like Guantanamo and we couldn't uh, handle this in, in a normal conventional fashion. I understand that reaction. But uh, we're now over a decade out. We should be wiser. We should have more experience uh, in how we prosecute terrorists. And this is a lingering you know, problem that uh, is not going to get better. It's going to get worse. It's going to fester. And so I'm going to, as I said before, examine every option that we have administratively to try to deal with this issue. All righty. There you go, Tom Hayden, the president, uh, speaking um, somewhat passionately about uh, Guantanamo. Um, he had ordered, signed an executive order in 2009, January, to shut down the detention camp. Still, it has not happened. And Tom, it really seemed as though the hunger strikers um, learned something about the Irish, because wasn't it an Irish struggle that the whole issue of uh, the tactic of hunger strike being effective um, sometime in the last century came about. So, Tom Hayden, it, it does seem as though the hunger strikers are having some impact. And what happened? I mean, why hasn't the president closed Guantanamo? Why has these 86 who have been cleared not been released? Tom Hayden. Well, there's a lot of confusion about this. Um, the hunger strikers uh, didn't have to learn from the Irish, but the uh, Irish case is, is uh, instructive uh, uh, the Irish people voted for a dying hunger striker, Bobby Sands, to Parliament, and it began the political transformation of the Sinn Féin party when Thatcher um, uh, re refused to deal with uh, the demands of the hunger strikers, and 14 died. Um, so this is a this is a very urgent issue, and I would rather Margaret uh, focus only on the life and death uh, immediate issue at hand. Sure. Uh, which is when you're on hunger strike, uh, 10 days, 30 days, 40, 50, whatever the time limit, uh, you die of organ failure. And um, um, there, there it's, it can become irreversible. And um, uh, it's quite urgent here that the, uh, the hunger strikers have, yes, they have forced the president to speak out. Um, uh, this, is, uh, this is politically... Uh, uh, very important as well for the human rights community. But um, uh, if he doesn't act uh, urgently, uh, uh, some of them are likely to die, and and that's that that's a uh, a preventable tragedy at this minute. But it's day to day. What he he said that was important to me twice was that he's looking at at what can be done administratively. Uh, well, he can he can tell Chuck Hagel uh, to um, uh, process the release of several of these uh, people in Guantanamo uh, back to Yemen. Uh, uh, he'll be accused of uh, letting terrorists go back on the battlefield, but I think he can handle that. He just has to frame it more. I mean, releasing five people or fifteen people is not going to change the balance of forces on the ground in Yemen. Um, but uh, I think it'll be a signal to the hunger strikers and to their lawyers that uh, they can end the hunger strike with some reason to believe that their cases will be processed. 
they're 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 dying uh, uh, in, in, in they want to take their death into their own hands because they don't want to remain in Guantanamo the rest of their lives when they're charged with nothing when they're they're cleared to go. Uh, Congress has imposed most of these restraints on Obama, but he does have the administrative ability to begin some releases, and then I think that'll ease the, the terrible crisis and allow us to go, go back to uh, sorting out uh, how how uh, we fin- finally get beyond Guantanamo. Yeah, and Jackie Goldberg, uh, to you, that begs the question about really, what is the president waiting for? I mean, can he really continue to blame Congress for what is going on? Or at at this stage of the game, I mean, force feeding of, you know, even when you see it being done to older people um, who perhaps are, you know, towards their, their final days and they're being force fed because they can't eat anymore. It's just horrible and painful. And it is uh, being called torture and it it is illegal uh, according to some so uh, what is you know what what do you think is standing in the way of president obama acting as along the lines even of what tom hayden just outlined well i'm not sure i know some of it is that uh, that remember the democrats under harry reed <clears throat> the senate democrats uh cut off 80 million dollars to pay for transfer of detainees yeah. Okay. So that that makes it harder because uh, that's his own party. That's not just the Tea Party. The Tea Party cut it off in the House, but it was Harry Reid who did this. Um, and I think he did this before the uh, <clears throat> before the election. I don't remember the exact date. I was trying to find it this morning, but I couldn't find it. But but that being the case, that makes things a lot harder because it does cost money. I think also that. Uh, the president didn't want to spend any political capital on Guantanamo uh, before the uh, the national elections, but that's that, that's gone. That's no longer an excuse any longer. And you know, I just read one of the articles this morning that said that the medical personnel have to work around the clock in order to force feed these folks. And this is this is considered torture. It, it is illegal under international law, at least. That's what the U.N. folks just said recently uh, in a statement. Four of the human rights commissioners came out with a statement saying that uh, this is illegal to force feed, that the medical ethics require that you uh, honor the the uh, the uh, requests of, of individuals uh, to not eat if that is their choice. Um, so, so there's a lot of pressure now to stop the force feeding, but there's also pressure to continue it by, I'm sure, people in the Obama administration because they don't want the, the political fallout of people dying. So this is a very terrible time, and I do agree with Tom. This is a time for the president to say, I'm going to take some risks and move as many people as I can. Also remember, there's a prison in Illinois a, a maximum security empty prison in Illinois where the Illinois Republicans as well as the Democrats want the transfer of prisoners from Guantanamo there, but the Congress and Tea Party leading it has decided not to allow any prisoners from Guantanamo to be housed on the, quote, continental United States. Now, that's in spite of the fact that we've housed uh, terrorists uh, from from uh, the uh, World Trade Center uh, attacks uh, prior to the the 2000, uh, you know, <clears throat> prior to to uh, 2000, 
I'm boy, I'm tongue tied here. Prior to the current ones, prior to to nine eleven. So we've we've done this. There's no good reason to do it. This is all politics, and it is politics of the worst sort because it involves people's lives. Also, by the way, it's against international law to hold people without charges indefinitely. So we are violating international law at the time when we are trying to say that we are behaving differently than we did under the Bush administration. Yes, and uh, Dr. Gerald Horn, the largest single group of cleared detainees, um, the Christian Science Monitor's reporting, are citizens of Yemen. And we know that people in Yemen have been out on the streets uh, protesting. Uh, One testified before the Senate saying that because of the drone strikes, because of Guantanamo, uh, people in the region increasingly hate uh, the United States and the Obama administration has had released 72 detainees. So we we know that this, of course, he is reacting to the hunger strike itself and, and just the danger of people's lives and what Tom outlined. But there's also a key element in terms of what's going on in the Middle East and North Africa in terms of how the the, the president, what the president said recently, Dr. Gerald Horn. Well, you've hit the nail on the head. There's tremendous international pressure with regard to Guantanamo, not least from the Cubans themselves, since Guantanamo sits illegally on Cuban soil. The Cubans are very upset that they're still on the so-called terror list uh, handled by Washington. They're upset by the fact that in the U.S. Treasury Department, there are more bureaucrats focused on travel to Cuba than focused on so-called terrorism. They're also upset about the latest slap in the face, which is the FBI putting black American freedom fighter Asada Shakur on their most wanted list at the top of the list. Part of the problem, as your question suggests, is that there is a basic contradiction with regard to the U.S. policy towards fighting so-called terrorism. That is to say, the United States may be fighting this force on the Afghan-Pakistan border, but they're backing so-called terrorist forces by their own admission in Syria, and most recently, I would say, in in Dagestan. uh, Their allies, particularly the Saudis and the Qataris, support Salafists and Wahhabist forces who form the bedrock of the so-called terrorist movement. And the latest target is Western China abutting Afghanistan, uh, where there's a Muslim minority, and there has been an upsurge of militancy where one can easily detect the hand of Washington. Then there's the European debt crisis with Britain and France being increasingly dependent on capital from the Gulf Arabs, and which helps to underscore their hawkish behavior in Syria, particularly uh, backing the al-Nusra front uh, in a de facto way, which even Washington has called upon, uh, has designated as a terrorist force. But when you mention southern Yemen, you mentioned basically the fundamental problem with the so-called war on terrorism. That is to say, in the 1980s, uh, southern Yemen was a hotbed of socialists. But because of U.S. policy, they were driven uh, out of policy and into the ideological desert. And now southern Yemen is perceived to be a hotbed for so-called terrorism. Uh, you can say the same thing for Afghanistan, uh, <coughs> Pakistan, Chechnya, etc. So it seems that not only do we need to focus on closing Guantanamo, but closing the policy that squashes socialists and then either creates hysteria about so-called terrorism or so-called terrorists themselves. Right. On that note, thank you, Dr. Horn. We are going to uh, take our station break. And when we return, the President Obama and controversy about his cabinet nominees and also the unfilled positions um, in his administration. We'll be right back.